Welcome to Every Step Podcast. I'm Christina Weston. And I'm Judith Beck. Every Step is the podcast where career and life meet. With a new guest every episode, we explore the gutsy issues affecting everyone in the workplace. I'm sure many of our listeners are as confused as I am about what makes for a successful post on LinkedIn. There are algorithms and then there are things that work and there are things that don't. And even when you think you've nailed it, your post goes nowhere. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into the nuances of LinkedIn strategy, shedding light on the do's and don'ts of navigating this platform. To help us in this exploration, we're joined by two incredible guests who are experts in their field. First up, we have Karen Hollenbach, an independent LinkedIn specialist consultant, educator, writer and speaker. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Christina. It's lovely to be here. And joining us as well is Kerri-Anne Hooper, a building broker and new home specialist who owns Carnelian Projects, a company dedicated to guiding clients through their building journeys. Hello, Kerri-Anne. Hi, Christina. Thanks for having me on. So crafting an effective LinkedIn strategy isn't always straightforward and it does differ from other platforms. And people do use LinkedIn for different reasons. People use it for building businesses, for building connections or building profile, personal brand, thought leadership. So, Carol, I might start with you to kick the conversation off. Let's start with the business builder, because this is the thing that's giving me angst. What's the success to a, what is the secret to a successful LinkedIn post? Because I'm failing. Interesting. And I think it is conditional and dependent on your goals. So I am going to ask a question. Go for it. What makes you feel like it's failing? Not enough, um, not enough views. So let's use this podcast as an example. Let's use every step. Judith and I both have great connections. We're very well connected and we put a lot of time and effort into making sure our content is great and professional and adds some value. But for whatever reason, when we first launched, we used to go out to lots of because we do a weekly post on LinkedIn. It used to run. It used to go to lots of people, lots of engagement, lots of likes and and just the, the views, the stats on it. And lately, it's like we go from hundreds and hundreds and hundreds to, if we're lucky, maybe 100 people see it. So people aren't even seeing our content. What are we doing wrong? Okay, so the good news, I think, is, and I feel like this is what someone might say to you in a relationship breakup, (laughs) is it's not you, it's LinkedIn. And so the algorithm report has just come out from a gentleman, gentleman, well, not the report, the 11 top insights from the report that he generally does every 12 months. So this is Richard van der Blom. And one of the things he's reported, one of the top things he's reported is People who've traditionally been strong LinkedIn content creators are seeing a 30 to 40% drop. So that's sort of the first thing in terms of this cheeky algorithm. The second thing I'd say is reputation is built over time. And so while you're experiencing this, oh, my views are down, I feel like that's very much a social media response to LinkedIn. And success on LinkedIn should not be seen in isolation of the post. So please let me explain. LinkedIn is a community. It's a professional community. It is categorized as as social media. However, I think it's really short-sighted and I think it's confusing. And that's whether it's the business person, the career person, the thought leader of an organization. If we walk onto LinkedIn thinking 
that we have to have the same sort of credentials and behavior that we would on social media platforms. We're not understanding what that platform is and how we can use it. And so I think the drop is about LinkedIn saying, you actually need to be a community member. Now, I'm not saying for a second, Christina, that you're not a good community member on LinkedIn. What LinkedIn wants is for you to contribute. It wants to, and not just through posting. So we want that acceptance of uh, connection, uh, invitations to connect. We want that reach out of invitations to connect. We want messaging. And the latest thing is this use of collaborative articles, which LinkedIn has very smartly removed the words AI. And this is how people are getting badges. So we can talk about that more. But in terms of the post and this idea of reputation not being built over time, even if you don't get the views, if you're in creator mode and someone who you're wanting to get into a conversation with comes to your profile and sees that you were talking about a particular issue, so you might be supporting a certain vote for the voice uh, for the referendum, you might be commentating on digital minimalism, you might be commentating on work culture. So while that particular post might not have got the views that you're used to, when someone comes to your profile and sees that these are the conversations that you're engaging with, that is part of how you influence on LinkedIn. And so if they're choosing, especially for a, a business owner to work with you, you are either validating, you are validating and helping that person reduce risk in their decision-making process about you. So can you see how it's really layered? In, it's not just the post in isolation. I wonder though, like if we look at like our podcast, because we put, if I do, a, if I, if I put out a picture like of, of me doing a presentation and it happened not that long ago, I put a picture out of Sinbel, we did a presentation. I got thousands of views. And to me, that is a nothing post. <laughs> it's just like, it was a filler post, but then I wonder, then we put the podcast ones to say episode so-and-so's out and this is the the one that we're doing and we might have some tips on it. I I wonder if the algorithms see that as advertising because the views, because there's a lot of people on LinkedIn who are promoting a business and Carrie-Anne, we'll, um, we'll talk about that in a second, but your business is a prime example of that. So we're putting putting stuff out to say, okay, we're experts in our field. This is what we're doing. By the way, we've got this podcast too. It's coming. And those those seem to get low. I don't care if I get likes, but you know, like I've got over eight and a half thousand or whatever people on there. And I, and then when you only get a couple hundred views, you think, well, the people who are following you, they're not even gonna go get to, they're not going to see that. So you kind of start thinking, what's the point? Yeah, and then we start turning ourselves inside out and kind of going, well, if we just understood the algorithm, so no links, no external content, don't take them to YouTube, don't take them to your podcast platform and, you know, try and change up the photos, try and do this. And we've done all of that, A, B, C, D testing, like we've done it all. And also linking in like I, cause I comment on other people's stuff. I've done that. I've gone down that, say, doing a great job, blah, blah, blah likes you know make that try to be that part of the community to see if that was and it hasn't helped those kind of posts but maybe they've helped so that's why I wonder if there's sort of two 
two things that, okay, we'll let your posts go out where you're just standing in front of a bunch of people. Um, but that other one that looks like an ad to me. So Carrie Ann, how do you make it work? Because you're you're a, you're a business person and you're building your brand and all of those sorts of things. How do you make it work for you? Yeah, so basically it's taken a year. I mean, a year ago, maybe I had like 200 followers. Um, and now, I mean, I don't have a, a lot. I think I'm over that 1,800 thing. So it's taken a year to build up to where I am now. Um, I post at least five days a week. Um, yeah. So generally Monday to Friday, maybe Saturday or Sunday, but it, it's Monday to Friday. I make sure every day, Monday to Friday, I post. I think it's helped me with credibility locally, um, especially going to networking um, functions. I mean, a funny, no, it's not a funny example, but an example was um, a month or so ago, I actually fell down the stairs and I actually put a post about that. I ended up in hospital and had concussion. And the reason actually I put that on LinkedIn and my socials was to explain that I had concussion and to sort of apologize for what I had been posting because I was actually posting in my hospital bed, which is just silly. But anyway, do not be on socials when you've got concussion. So, um, but I had like, um, so many people looked at that and then I'd go to networking things and my husband has been to networking things saying oh how's your, how's your wife or I'm there and someone came up to me and said oh how, how are you after you fall and I, I sort of looked at them because I didn't know them oh I'm such and such from LinkedIn so it's sort of giving me definitely giving me giving me the credibility um well, um, you know, people know who I am with LinkedIn, but it's been a long year of building it up to that, of posting every day, letting people know what I do. And I feel the posts that perform better are more personal. Um, and then when it's a picture of me, I mean, I'm sick of seeing a picture of me, but I find, I feel that um, pictures of myself, my professional photos, or if I take a photo of myself, you know, when I'm at my client's home, they seem to perform better. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed that a lot of people are bearing their souls on LinkedIn. And um, I wonder sometimes if that's, I mean, it's always, there's a spectrum, right? Yes. There's an element of being, being vulnerable and being real. Yeah. But I'm noticing a lot of people oversharing. And I wonder what damage that might actually do in terms of their, their personal brand and yes the posts are running you can mm -hmm. see the engagement even as even without knowing what the reach is you can see there's like 50 likes 60 likes whatever it is when somebody overshares about something quite personal and um, I, I just wonder if that's the right strategy well, I suppose we'll see it definitely, um, like I said, going back to the post about my fall, it definitely um, put me in front of more people. Um, mm -hmm. And as I said, I actually did that to explain why my post wouldn't be all that great because my yeah. head was not with it. Um, but yeah, it is, a, it is that funny situation, isn't it? Where, it, you know, then a post I might post about, you know, something to do with the building industry that hardly gets any likes, where it's, a, it's something personal about myself or um, at a house. And that definitely, yeah, definitely gets more people looking at it. So I love your post because the thing is, to me, and with your business, it's a top of the mind awareness type of thing. Where when I'm seeing your post and I'm thinking, you know, God, I wish I would have known Carrie Ann when we were building, because I would have, I would have definitely contacted her. But 
but then there's going to be people who are going to uh, have friends that are going to be going through that. So that just makes so much sense what you're doing and how you're putting that, how, how you're putting the, the post out and getting people and building your brand and your name, which and credibility. Um, yes. And it's credibility right. and people seeing it because eventually they're going to, someone's there's going to be a need somewhere. They're going to be able to refer. Um, and I just wonder, and I Karen, you might be able to answer this. Is there any particular, um, I know that there's, uh, things on that you can find where post this time, post that time. But is there anything that you've seen? <laughs> and, what, and what about if you've got a global a magic formula? <laughs> uh, what if you've got a global a global um, following? <laughs> um, then you know it might be good in Australia, but it might not be good in the states. What is there a magic formula, as Christine said? There's a magic formula based on the people who you're trying to influence. So I think this is such an interesting conversation and Christina, let's at some point come back to, is there a point of oversharing? And, and I do have some views on this sort of what I call the vulnerability post. And I think there's some insights to really be drawn from Judith and Carrie Ann's experience around sharing a picture of themselves and why I think that resonates on LinkedIn. But to answer your question directly, I, as an interesting exercise, I've published a blog, the best times to post on LinkedIn. And so I went to HubSpot, uh, Buffer, Hootsuite, all the different places. And guess what? Every single recommendation is different. Yeah. The reason it's different is it's going to depend on your ideal client and when they're on LinkedIn. So this is where you've just got to use the common sense test and say, what conversations do I want to get into on LinkedIn with whom? Who am I trying to influence? When Carrie Ann's posting daily, I would imagine she's probably put some thought into when she knows the people who she wants to get into conversations with who are influencing are online. So for job seekers, as an example, if you were a recruitment leader, you'd be thinking about posting on the weekend. But the general view is, oh, no, don't post on LinkedIn on the weekend. But if your industry is people looking for jobs on the weekend, it makes lots of sense to post on a Saturday or a Sunday. If you're showing video content, that's a big part of your content marketing strategy, you need to think about when that person is most likely to be wanting to be using someone else's Wi-Fi to be using looking at that content which is more likely to be during the day not in their commute when they're doing other things and, and it's um, unreliable wi-fi so i think that generally i say to people tuesdays to um thursdays is a good time as a starting point like if you just wanted a line in the sand judith as to when is the best time and then if you're posting, I know we're talking about profiles, but if you're posting, say, from the company page as a business, because it's something you needed to consider, your profile strategy versus your page strategy, it depends on how many people you have within your team and what your goals are. Your page strategy will give you the option to filter to different uh, areas, so different um, countries. And then from your own LinkedIn profile, you can now schedule. And so I really encourage everyone to test so start with Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. If that idea of all oh, the weekend, yes, they might be there on the weekend. Trial that, trial different time slots and track the times that you post on an Excel spreadsheet because it is confusing. You want to go back and say, okay, I had a compelling picture of a human. We know that works. And it just has to be part of your content mix because it's a professional networking platform with humans connecting with other humans, it's always going to resonate. And we've seen that with the two examples of Judith and Carrie Ann. And even though Judith, you think it's a filler, 
you've sort of felt, hang on, I posted that as a filler. That's the gift of analytics to sort of go, oh, that performed really well. So I would always say do the one that's more personable. I don't want to, I'm, I'm deliberately not saying personal, Christina. I'm saying personable. And then that will get more organic reach. And so you're drier, more boring, probably the link taking people off the platform, which LinkedIn will, the algorithm will drop down the amount of people that see that. That goes afterwards because your organic reach is lifted. And so it's strategically pay, placing your content mix. Um, Carrie Ann, do you think the idea of, I know I'm not meant to be the one asking questions, but no, I'm we're all asking each other questions. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Carrie Ann, is posting five days a week sustainable for you? It is. It's. I mean, I, my kids. My kids are in their twenties, so it's not like I've got little kids that I need to worry about. So I. It's my own business. So I am working twenty four seven. Really, sometimes I'm working till twelve o'clock. The other the other day, I had a client say to me, "Oh my god, you sent me something at twelve o'clock at night." But that's just how I am. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work. I mean, my VA um, does some things occasionally, but I'm I'm mainly doing the social media. So it, um, for me, yes, I, I can sustain that, but I can understand how women with little children, I mean, it, it wouldn't be sustainable. Yeah, I'm saying as far as times go, I sort of feel 8.30 in the morning is good for me and lunchtime. That's where I sort of mix it up between those two times. And um, I also, going back to video, I find that doesn't go as well as the photos. So obviously, as you're saying, you know, people, you know, with the internet and that, that's probably why the videos are not, don't get as much traction as the, the photos. That's really interesting because that, that's mm -hmm. counterintuitive because a lot of other platforms, video runs better on social media yeah. than static photos. And, and everybody says on normal social media, the more organic it looks, the more in the moment it looks, the, the better it will run. So yeah. maybe one of the things we're doing is trying to be a little too perfect on LinkedIn and our posts are a little too contrived. And maybe that's part of the, um, that part of that authenticity piece that yeah that well I definitely like with, yeah with videos like the reels on Instagram that always brings more people to my Instagram page but yeah I can't see that transferring over with with LinkedIn I just don't get the same amount of people looking at it as I do <laughs> as a photo at the end of the day why we do this is to build our businesses or build our brand or to have more customers coming in to have some impact we're not just doing it yeah. I mean some of us are doing it for, for fun but most of us are doing it yeah. for a, for a reason and it is a lot of work, you know, to Karen's question to you, Carrie-Anne, it, it is a lot of work. You do have to put a lot of time and thought into it. And, you know, Judith said it earlier, is it really worth it? And how much is too much? And maybe this is a question back to you, Karen. So I think we've got a real challenge and opportunity to think about what these tech tools really are in our business. And that if we look at LinkedIn as an example or any social media I don't believe you can live on a digital diet alone mm, I'm going to do a big cough. I like that <clears throat> I like that yeah so I don't believe you can live on a digital diet alone and what I mean by that is human connection is everything so the reason why your Judith's pictures of herself or things that she's doing out and about Carrie Ann's pictures whether they're really lovely professional pictures or here's me in my hospital bed with a concussion, please ignore everything I've said over the last week, is people desire that human connection. So I really encourage people to view LinkedIn as one of multiple touch points within your business. 
And I would much prefer, Carrie-Anne, you put down that phone, go on that walk with your husband, and in that moment, you will have creative bursts of insight based on a deep conversation with someone you love and trust. You will be looking at nature and you will become more productive and more effective with the things that you're going to do later on in your day. And that sounds like I'm being judgmental. I'm not at all. I, I think about the conversation that I heard between Judith, Christina and Dr. Christy Goodwin. And it was an episode from a while back called Dear Digital, We Need to Talk. And there's an epidemic, I'm going to call it, of distraction going on. And so I think um, for Carrie-Anne, five posts a week might be working. She's, you're in this sort of really big building phase of the next phase of, of your business. That might be absolutely the right thing for you. For someone like myself who's been really active on LinkedIn for a really long time. I've embraced this concept of less is not only more, but better. So I have cornerstone content. I produce a LinkedIn newsletter once a month. I go really deep in that. And that explains in terms of videos not performing as well on LinkedIn. I think people are there to learn and to be educated. And yeah, they're happy to sort of stay connected with their professional community. And they're really concerned that they're someone in their network or in your husband's network is, is concussed, but effectively they're there to, to be informed. And so popping up on a regular basis for me looks like reposting other people's content, celebrating the success of others, liking and commenting because my face still pops up, but I don't have to think about five posts a week. And based on the type of clients I work with, and this is what it comes down to, right? What do I want to be known for? And who am I trying to influence or get into conversations with? And a lot of my clients are more conservative in nature. They reject social media as a tool that's going to help elevate their brand. They've got LinkedIn-itis. They're feeling really nervous about stepping on LinkedIn. They're a thought leader. They're probably introverted or they're, they've got ambivert tendencies, which is right in the middle of the introvert-extrovert scale, um, or they're highly sensitive people. So there's this high discomfort with what they describe as putting themselves out there. Mm. I really think that these sort of what I call extroverted behaviors of showing up really regularly on LinkedIn and pushing content out there is alienating a big section of society that wants to be part of the conversation on LinkedIn. But they're not really sure how to navigate it. Mm. Whereas I found with LinkedIn is helping me with the personal contact. So basically um, anyone in Newcastle, I will, uh, you know, will connect and I'll message if it's someone I want to meet up with um, and say, you know, I'm in Newcastle, I'm a Novocastrian. And then that way we sort of look at each other's profiles and then we meet up in person for a coffee. So I, I really uh, see that LinkedIn has helped me that way with um, having, um, you know, at least three coffee dates uh, a week, which I um, wow. learned from a great mentor of mine. And um, yeah, so I sort of using it that way as well, even though I'm in this digital world, I'm also using it as well with um, my networking and, and meeting in person with people as well. I love that. I love that you're using it in that way. And it's enhancing the opportunity to have in real life conversations. And I feel like I want to tell you, I learned to swim at Merriweather Barbs in Newcastle. Ah. <laughs> you live in the most beautiful part of the world. It is. Merriweather Barbs is beautiful. You sit there on a beautiful day in the bars and look at the waves. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yep. <laughs> so you think about it and you're like, at the end of the day, LinkedIn is a great tool and that's what it should be used 
for as well. In other words, you know, you're making your coffee meetings with those people, but you, if you didn't have the opportunity um, to connect with them via LinkedIn, so that's the way to, you know, sort of get your business card out there these days yeah. and make that connection and then be able to um, um, approach that person and then be able to make, because people feel more comfortable than when they look at your profile and they know something about you. Yes, exactly. Go, okay, well, I'm, uh, yeah, they look all right. Okay, I'll I'll make a coffee meeting with them because they have a professional background rather than just a phone call from somebody out of the blue. That's it's right. going to cut it these days. So it's, it's virtually um, so important to have that profile from a connection point of view. Yes. One of the things I wanted to, to ask too was because the connection part is important because if you're an employed or whether you're building a business, that connection part is, is very important. But where do people go overboard? What are some of the things people do when they go overboard um, when they do uh, accept a connection? Because one of the things I hate, and I'll be upfront, I hate it when I connect with someone and then two seconds later, I get an in-mail with this long, you know, sales pitch about some program that has nothing to do with what That's I'm in. No, from me. <laughs> read, right, they've read something that, you know, you're, you know, they heard, they saw the word recruitment, you know, and I had a recruitment business, <laughs> 25, but even, even then it wouldn't even apply to that business back then. Yeah. So, program. And I think, you didn't even read the whole profile from the point I accepted it because, you know, I like to do that from the point of view, of, you know, if they're in the industry, but then I don't want to be sold to exactly. so blatantly where it's not even tailored to, to, to what I'm doing. But it's yeah, a bot or a VA. It's not even necessarily the person's profile. And it, it's, there's a lot of third party plugins that you can put onto your LinkedIn profile now that automate that whole sequence. So that's a that's I would say to those people, to me, that's a no-no. Mm, like don't use that yeah. kind of thing because you know that would that's enough. And if I get it more than once right away, I unfollow, I unconnect because I don't want all that yeah. stuff sent to me. Or if I start getting, you know, newsletters and things like that, I'm not interested. And I don't have time. You don't. You literally don't have time to be reading all that stuff. And it's not. And it's not just one little paragraph. It's. it's yes. like <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's definitely a no from for me. I, I don't feel it as a selling. I don't see LinkedIn as a selling tool. It's a connection. It's information. Let's get to know each other and see if we can, you know, help each other. Or you might know someone who can, you know, I can help. But it's not that hard sell. Yeah. There must be a bunch of people using bots because we're getting uh, reach outs from every SEO, every YouTube content producer, every web developer under the sun. Yeah. And these are people I have nothing to do with. They're not, they're not the least bit connected to my world yeah. or, the, or the people that I want to create industry connections with. Yeah, and I think Carrie-Anne's example is such a powerful case study in local area marketing and that connection to, I love that you said Novocastrians, and really understanding this is why I'm here. I want people to know me. I want them to stay top of mind. I'm celebrating. I'm not selling. 
I'm connecting, I'm moving to coffee conversations. So very, very clear sense of what she's trying to achieve on LinkedIn. And I wish more people did that. Mm. One of the things I'm thinking about as I hear you both talk about our posts, so for Christina and Judith, our posts have declined for the reasons that are, it's not you, it's LinkedIn. They're sort of, they're taking on fresh uh, fresh content creators that I feel like I'm, we're being penalized for being regular content creators imagine a world I was planting this seed to sort of look at this a little bit differently to come into this idea of less is more imagine a world where so if I've listened to your podcast episodes which I have and I'm now subscribed if a new podcast comes up on my listening app I'm automatically seeing the new pod- podcast episode comes up and if, if I'm a regular podcast listener which I am you don't need to let me know on LinkedIn so imagine a world where you created a LinkedIn newsletter, whether that be through Every Steps page or your own LinkedIn profiles, and you did a curated monthly, here are the conversations we've had this week. So it's like the editor at a start of a magazine that says, you know, reads, this is what you can expect in this issue. And so Judith and Christina would be talking about writing about these, what we enjoyed about the conversations. These are the themes that we're seeing. If you want to know about this, make sure you tune into that episode. If you want to know about this, so rather than scrambling to do those weekly posts, you do that thoughtful, deep, considered monthly either post or newsletter. I would be very interested to see yeah. that it's 12 times a year versus That's, 52 yeah. times a year. <laughs> and in the meantime, you just take fabulous photos of yourselves each week, post them. But I like that. I do. Crazy. I like that. It's just, it's just, it's so contrived. It just doesn't, it just feels really. But I don't, agree, people, don't people get, I mean, don't people get sick of seeing people's, um, I mean, there are people on, on LinkedIn that I see their photos all the time. It's not photo of, like in Carrie Ann's place, she's not putting her photos up all the time. She's got pictures of the building and different tiles. And this That's is right. what we use and all the different things. But I see pictures of people putting up photos of them every single, you know, and and you, you just kind of keep scrolling, you know, unless it's unless they've gotten an award or there's something like that, and you think, oh, that's nice, Susie got that. Um, but sometimes you think, is, is does it come? Isn't it overkill sometimes? Let's I think, yeah, it is. Brand. Let, let's kind of take that segue yeah. to, to personal yeah. brand because I think that's a really good one, a really good segue, Judah. Thank you. I mean, I think I like the idea of what Carrie Ann's doing. You sort of, I'm out and about, I'm here, I'm doing this. I think it's contextual. It depends on, I mean, I'm, I'm so many of my clients' secret weapon I can't talk about when I'm with them, when I'm doing things. I was able to post something re- recently that everyone agreed to a screenshot, but normally it's just like, no, we don't want people to know that you're helping us do this. We want it to look like we're doing it on our own. And so I think it's contextual. And while I was sort of being facetious about a photo of you up all the time, what you're really wanting to do is say to people, Here, let's use Carrie Ann's example. I don't know specifically what you're posting, but um, Judith did, did actually, no, I'll use you, Judith and Christina, as an example. So a screenshot of who you've interviewed that particular week. It's an image of the four of you saying, we just had a great chat with Karen Hollenbach and Carrie Ann Hooper. We can't wait for this one. And that's it. And so it's a little bit of a teaser. It's showing that you're scheduling every single week. It's not an external link. It's you. It's you You and two other new people. It's an example of what you're doing in that moment. If you're out having meetings, if you're attending professional development, that's showing 
that you're upskilling, you're informing yourself, you're, you're being educated and that you're connected to a particular community. So I don't think, I definitely feel like uh, staged branded shots too much is complete overkill. Because the other thing that's going on at the moment, which I, I really dislike, the increase in what they're called pods. So groups of people are getting together and agreeing to engage and like and comment and share other people's content. So what happens when content goes out is that it will be shown to a percentage of your first degree connections. And based on how those first degree connections respond, it will then filter out to maybe some second or third that don't know. And so what happens in the first 60 minutes of anything that you post is really important in terms of responses. And then checking back in sort of six to 10 hours later is again also really important. And to me, that's just exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I'm less interested in mm -hmm. views of my posts and I'm more interested in invitations to connect, subscribers to my newsletter, views of my profile, followers to my company page, followers to me. And that's where I put my energy when I'm on LinkedIn because I don't want to always be at the mercy of the algorithm. I want to have a respectful understanding of it, but I don't want to be at its mercy. Yeah. Who are these algorithm people? Where are they? <laughs> love engaging with other people so I, I and that's probably with the algorithm they want you to engage like we've discussed with so I love I'm always at least one once or twice a day I will engage um just have a look at other people's posts but you know we're talking about um photos I, I think I've got one of my photos to go on today but as I said before I, the photos seem to actually get more views but photo, some of the photos that I do I'm sort of holding up a board with um, things on like today will be on my tender health checks uh, and then I'll explain what that's all about with the bill contract review so that um, I, I sort of just it's not just a photo for the sake of a photo it's me holding up a board explaining what I do so and that still that still gets a lot of comments and likes as well so yeah I, I, I think as I said before, the um, photos of yourself are definitely getting more um, eyeballs on your posts. Karen, I'd love to go back to the oversharing bit. You were going to, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear your thoughts. Okay, so I was first asked to comment on this probably about 12 months ago. And it's like, what's the trend you're seeing on LinkedIn that you don't like? And I think it's this uh, vulnerability posts there's sort of two things there's the vulnerability post and there's the humble brag so let's talk about the vulnerability post that's I'm going to share something really deeply about me and I'm going to put it on LinkedIn and I'm going to take you on a journey and you're going to like me as a person and you have to like me as a person um, in order to want to be part of whatever my program is or my thing is and I'm, I'm sounding a bit facetious deliberately so I just think as a professional you have to decide what parts of myself are up for public consumption? So I'm an inherently private person. I tend to sit um, in the introvert, extrovert scale. And I've talked about that once before as an ambivert. So I use LinkedIn as a great tool for connection and learning, but I'm not going to necessarily share things for the sake of me getting more eyeballs on it. I think there's a, a lack of um, integrity in doing that. Now, when uh, probably mid 
uh, sort of 2015, 2016, I did talk from time to time about my journey with my mother's dementia. I did that because I wrote to heal and I was processing. And I was really surprised when I did that of how much that resonated with people and how connected people felt to me. So I think there was a real lesson in that for me, but I didn't continue doing it because I found it really confronting. And I don't want to be known as a daughter of a mother who had dementia. That's not my goal for LinkedIn. And so I could have really pushed that harder. I didn't. And that's okay. And that's my personal journey. I think someone who does this really well is uh, Cherie from The Digital Picnic, who in her headline talks about the fact that she is a proud autistic CEO. And so she's taking people on that journey and that strategically links right through to the types of service offerings they have. But I want to say this, you need to be incredibly brave and incredibly clear about who you are and happy to put yourself up for public consumption to take that strategy. Where I've seen this strategy go wrong, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but you all would have read about it, was the crying CEO who sort of did this video on LinkedIn and was crying about the fact that I think he had to downsize his staff. I think he sort of, he crossed a line and that's an example of what not to do. And so, and I get it, Christina, it's interesting because I get asked this question all the time. And the question is this, do I have to share my personal life on LinkedIn? Yes, and my answer is no. abs absolutely no. not. No, that's not, you know, and especially if that, you know, if that doesn't relate to the business that you're, you're in, there's no connection there. And maybe you might've had a, um, a, cause what I've seen is when people have had a situation, but there's, and they've shared that, but they're still sharing it years later, the same story as part of, and I'm thinking, no, that's not evolution. You have, you know, you're still talking about that. Maybe bring in the fact that you have evolved and that you've moved into your journey. But I think when it doesn't really pertain to what you're actually selling, then what what is the motivation? I think I, context no, is everything. Context yeah. is everything. Context and time, timing. I think it's nice to show a little bit of your personal life, but not too much, especially if you've got little kids. I don't you know, believe in showing, you know, photos of, of the kids. I mean, as I said, my kids are in their 20s and I have not shown too much of them. I did put a post recently, um, yesterday my daughter's in musical theatre, so she had a beautiful show on the weekend. So I put that on. Um, but I still think it's a little bit too uh, nice to show a little bit of your human side, but not to, yeah, go in and especially, you know, when little kids are involved. I, I, think I saw that post yesterday. I loved it. First of all, I can't believe that you have a daughter that age because <laughs> the, your kids were just little tiny ones. And, but I saw that because I saw the, I saw her success. Yeah. And I, and I thought that was really relevant for a LinkedIn post. I thought it was great. That, that yeah. I think is a whole different ball game. Yeah. And I wanted to put across that, you know, that hard work. I mean, she wanted to be a performer on the stage, but then she wasn't getting the roles. And so she turned it around. She pivoted as, you know, that word that everyone's using um, and yeah, how that hard work has paid off. And she's um, now a choreographer and she's choreographed five shows and on the weekend was a huge show for her. So that's, that's, that was the reason why I posted that, but I am very, um, 
conscious of I don't want my daughter and my son to be on my posts all the time even though they are in their 20s I'm still protective of that and even with my hubby well I'll just put one here and there like on our anniversary maybe sometimes to show how you know we're in our 50s now and (laughs) um but uh, yeah I I still think it's nice to show a little bit of that personal side just gives some people people to relate to oh you're a mom or you know you're married or you know or you're love your dogs I mean I don't have animals but you know if you're putting that across um but yeah don't share a lot and it's such a personal choice that's why when I'm asked this I'm always it's contextual and it depends on the the clients who you're speaking to I have some clients who because they work in government and government contracts and it's very serious and conservative if they shared really personal things about themselves on LinkedIn, their clients would not engage their services because for whatever reason, they consider it to be a very conservative environment. For other people, that more personal element of sharing the success of your daughter makes heaps of sense. And so it's always, I'm, I, I am tentative about saying there's a one size fits all, but if you're not comfortable with it, you're not expected to share those personal sides of you, but do show the human parts of you. Do talk about things that were hard, not just your successes, because that is more real than always just shouting from the rooftops that you're successful and you can help other people be successful. Give them the the spectrum of what we go through as professionals. That's right. And as business owners, especially in this market at the moment, how it's it's just bloody hard. <laughs> So what are some of the things I know we're coming to the, what are, so what are some of the things that if you were going to be um, building your business on a LinkedIn and build, starting into that, just let's go around and just say, what are some of the couple things that, that are the definite do's? What would you do? I will start with Karen. Have a profile that represents the conversations you're wanting to be having. So take a look at your profile, make sure you're using all of the free and incredibly powerful tools available to you, create a mode, link in the intro card, providing services, featured section, and make sure you're getting recommendations from people who've worked with you recently, because that's your Google review, your social proof. So before you're active on LinkedIn and implementing all the tips that you heard today, really make sure your LinkedIn profile is shining really brightly and consistent with your website. Yeah. I think um, having a great bio is good too on your LinkedIn profile that we're talking about. Um, I believe in posting five days a week, as you said. And I, I mean, I suppose it's with my business, I can actually show what's sort of happening. You know, I'll go into my um, client's home and I can show what the tiling like is like and um, yeah, all different things like that. I love video, actually. I love talking uh, with a video. <laughs> um, as I said, that doesn't really go all that well on LinkedIn. But um, yeah, I think the most important thing is posting five days a week. Well, it is for me and connecting with people. Um, and if you're going to connect with people, follow up with a little message. Um, I mean, I am guilty of not doing that all the time, but especially if they're local. Um, and then reaching out saying, let's you know, I saw you on LinkedIn. I see you, you're nearby me. Let's, let's catch up for a coffee. I must say I drink hot, hot chocolate, not coffee, (laughs) but I always just say, let's just catch up for a coffee. Yeah. Christina. 
And to add to that, um, create content that adds value to your to your brand and that continues to reinforce and build your brand. So a little bit about what Karen was saying, stay, stay consistent, stay true to your brand and stay true to yourself. Because whilst it might work for Kerry ann to post five days a week, it's not going to work for me. It's just I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the emotional energy. It's not something that floats my boat. Um, so whilst it's great for some people, it, it's not great for me. So be be true to yourself. Do what you need to do, but also be true to yourself. Absolutely. And I think I would add to that. I think I think there's two two different um, issues. If you're the employer, the person who's building a business, then you need to be active regularly as far as putting your content out there to build to build that business and and be consistent make sure your brand is good if you're an employee then you're building your connections as well you're and they may be future employers so you've got to have a good linkedin profile it's got to look good because if i hear your name the first thing i'm going to do is going to look you up on linkedin and i'm going to see what you're all about if you've got nothing on there then that's going to go against you at the end of the day. So you need to have a good profile. You know, Karen's probably tell millions of people about that. And I'm always telling people about, you got to have a good profile on LinkedIn and start connecting with people. Um, Carrie Ann, I'm one of those people. What if, if I send out it, I don't, I don't have time to write everybody a, a message. <laughs> I, just, I, yeah, see I see someone and I go, yeah, I think I'd like to connect with them. Because my profile, I've got a profile that's complete on LinkedIn. So I know if they're interested, they'll look at my profile and they'll go, yep, I'll connect. And we connect. <laughs> but I never, I mean, literally, unless I'm unless I'm asking them, um, uh, approaching them to be on the podcast or something specific. But if it's just a connection, I connect, you know, just yeah. send because I'm sure it's going to come to them saying, so Judith Beck would like to connect. They're going to look. They're going to decide whether or not they want to or they don't. But I know a lot of people say send a message. And I suppose if you are just coming up in your career and you're in your early 20s and you want to connect with someone more senior, well, that's a whole different ballgame. Because then you'd send a little message and say, look, I would love to um, connect with you. I'm really interested in this area, blah, blah, blah. And Because so, if I got something like that from a young person sending me a message, I would connect with them. I would accept their connection because I'd go, isn't that nice? They want they want to connect and they're just building their career. So I would say that to any of the young ones that are listening and you haven't got a lot of connections to stop being worried about the fact that you don't have a lot of connections because you got to start somewhere. And, yeah. you, you know, start sending out and seeing who's in your industry and start connecting to those people in your industry and sending a little message that you'd like to connect with them. And you'll be surprised what happens after a year. Yeah. So that would be my tip. And we've got, I mean, there'd be like so many more, we could talk about so many different things, <laughs> but we'll, we'll take the screenshot. We'll put the post out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> But thank you so much, Karen and Carrie Ann. Really enjoyed. Like I said, we could talk about this for a long time because there's so many different things we could be doing. But let's let's test it out. Oh, that's the other thing. Test it out. Test your post out at different times and and experiment. Yeah, yeah. And don't be afraid to give. Just give it a go. Give it a go. That's exactly right. What's the worst? What's the worst thing that can happen? That's Nobody. Right. 
you know, the algorithm, the little algorithm person in the back room who looks at your post goes, not, we're not sending that one out. <laughs> rejected. Rejected. Big Com stamp. Rejected. Yeah, computer says Canceled. no. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. That's exactly right. But anyway, thanks so much and really enjoyed our talk. Thanks, Judah. Thanks, thanks to everyone. Thanks, thanks. everyone. For more information about Every Step and our guests, head to everysteppodcast.com. To be notified of new podcasts, please subscribe via your favourite listening platform. And of course, follow us on social media and direct message us to share your ideas about guests or topics.